What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty Channel. My name is TJ McClelland, and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in, and let's have some fun. What's up, all you good-looking people? Hey, uh, we're back. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been wearing my pink shirt for these videos. Uh, we're raising awareness for breast cancer. Just kidding. I just really love this pink shirt, and I love promoting it. We do have our logo in a lot of different colors so it is just a good time it's fun i love being kind of uh, creative with different colors for our logo and so i don't know i just have the pink one on i like it uh before we get into the episode topic of this week which is gonna be all about conditions during your transaction and by conditions i mean contingencies so there are a few things that will get highlighted in there mainly three or four that are going to be uh really uh, crucial for everything but without further ado i wanted to open one more pack of pokemon cards let's see what's in here pokemon celebrations i know that some of you probably think this is stupid but uh i just like doing it so let's see what happens all right as you guys know, in celebrations per pack, there are only four cards plus a code card for the online version of the game, which I don't play. Let's fan out these cards a little bit. Uh, let's see. No special edges. So this pack is pretty much garbage and useless, but I will show you what we got. Got a Kyogre. Got a Groudon. Cosmoem. It's one of the more prettier cards, I think. And we did get a Mew. But this is like the normal Mew out of the Celebrations Edition, so it's worth like maybe 15 cents or something. <laughs> so anyway, that's always fun. Okay, let's dive into our topic. So we're talking about contingencies during your transaction. One of the biggest contingencies is due diligence. So currently, the way our contracts work in Utah, we have earnest money that people put up to say that they are serious about the contract. You can... Without popular belief, there is a way to do earnest money as zero, and you can do um, consideration, which could be a handshake. It could be like spitting in your hand and handshaking like an old school way. Without any consideration, though, then you don't have an actual contract. So there has to be consideration. Um, I know that's diving into a little bit of contract law. So one day, hopefully, we'll have Brian Swan on here, one of the most powerful legal minds that I know. And he'll kind of give us a synopsis of that. So, Brian, if you're w listening to this or watching it, you can coach me on if I said that wrong about consideration. Uh, but I will just outline what it looks like for a normal contract right now. So let's say you have that earnest money. Let's call it $5,000. Big 5000 big smackaroos. You're putting that money down on this contract saying that you're serious about purchasing this piece of property. Now, that $5,000 is on the table but it's very, very soft with our contract in Utah. Our contract has a lot of provisions that you can get protections for the buyer. And those are called contingencies. And those contingencies are the things that uh, a lot of people right now with this very, very competitive market, they are nixing or getting rid of those contingencies so that they can look more competitive. And they are even writing in hard earnest money that goes goes hard or is up for grabs in case of a breach of contract upon acceptance, which means let's say you were going to offer $5,000 on that earnest money line to the other side 
and you were going to make it hard or non-refundable upon acceptance, that means that your offer that you submit to the other side, if they like it and they accept, that earnest money is out on the table for grabs for the seller if you as the buyer breach the contract for a multitude of reasons. But if you breach the contract, you're literally saying, here, seller, here's my $5,000 as reparations or remediation. I probably said those two words wrong as well. Brian, critique me down below, of course, because you are a rock star. So anyway, without getting into too much legal jargon, the $5,000, if you write it going hard or non-refundable upon acceptance, it just means if you breach the contract, you're going to hand over that money. So now let's talk about the contingencies, though. A due diligence contingency is the big giant golden bubble for our buyers here in Utah. So if you do mark in the contract that this transaction is conditioned upon due diligence, and then depending on the date that your agent or me or anybody on my staff writes for that due diligence period, let's say it's two weeks. A lot of people try to do 10 days or 14 days. I'm probably going to do a full video about due diligence, but just, just to give you a synopsis of it, due diligence is the typical time for you to inspect the property, learn about the property, see if it works for your work schedule, your drive time, see if it has the, the bedroom count you want, square footage, Everything that goes into due diligence, and there is a big laundry list for due diligence that we'll, ch we'll chat about one week. But there's a lot of things that you need to take into consideration during that due diligence period. Now, during due diligence, you are working towards making sure that the property is the property that you want to buy. And let's say you do have it contingent upon due diligence and you did get two weeks. So you have two weeks to get all those inspections done, get a radon inspection if you're going to do one, a meth inspection, a home inspection, which I really highly recommend, of course. But during that two weeks, that is the time that you get to look at the property and get those done. Now, if you go outside of the due diligence and you go past the due diligence deadline and you find something that you don't like about the property, well, after due diligence, now your money is hard for all of those reasons during due diligence. So it really is crucial for you to understand the deadlines that you're signing and for your agent or anybody like me or my staff helping you get into your home to understand the deadline that is your due diligence deadline. Because if you go past that and you go after that, there is no uh, reason or there's no way for you to cancel the contract for an inspection item like that without breaching the contract, which if you breach the contract, like I said, your $5,000 is going to go to the other side if you're past that uh, due diligence deadline. Now, a lot of people are uh, waiving due diligence as a contingency so they are making it is not contingent upon due diligence and so they're waiving that entire protection that's really being risky however there are still contingencies that you can write into the contract that you can that can have protection for you however i like to uh, play it a little safer for my clients even in a competitive market i like to make sure that they have all the protections that they can do or can receive through the contract typically i don't waive those contingencies because typically i have a really fresh or a first time home buyer, and they're really scared, timid, um, and I have to do a lot of coaching. And so I want to make sure they're very protected and feel comfortable during the transaction. So anyway, you could waive that if you want. And then uh, all I'm saying on that is your earnest money is going hard on a, upon acceptance for those inspection items if you have waived that contingency. So let's move on to the next contingency. We do have one uh, that's called the financing and appraisal. I'm gonna do financing first. We'll do appraisal second. So during the financing and appraisal contingency, if you have it conditioned upon the financing side, you are saying 
saying to the other side that, hey, we need three or four weeks, probably shorter in this competitive market and lenders are getting competitive as well so they can offer that. But let's say three weeks, you are saying to the other side, hey, give us three weeks to get our financing in order and make sure that we can close on this loan and close on the property in time. So that three week period, the lender is going to town working on your credit, pulling your credit, working on any underwriter conditions, all sorts of stuff. So let's say they can't, let's say the lender can't get you the rate that you want and you are still within financing, uh, the financing deadline. Well, then at that moment, you can cancel the contract for your financing uh, reasons. Let's say it's the rate. You can't get the rate you want. Your contingency on the financing side allows you to breach the contract or cancel the contract for a financing option. Sorry, it wouldn't be a breach. It would just be a canceling of the contract. You're still in your legal right to do so if it's before the financing deadline and it's for a financing reason. And so that really gives you that protection and that ability or mindset to say, hey, we know we're going to do our due diligence and then we're going to work on that financing at the same time. And maybe we need an additional week to get the financing in order. And at the end of that, we should know if we're going to close on this property or not. And you are saying, hey, other side, here's some money to hold for, or here's some money that's on the table in case we breach the contract or we need to cancel before that deadline. So I love having the financing option marked so that it can be contingent upon that because I love to protect my buyers, especially like I said, first time home buyers, they're just knowledgeable about the entire process yet. And so I love to make sure that they understand that if the payment isn't what they're looking for or the rate, we just can't get it. Then before that financing deadline, I can cancel the contract for them and get their earnest money back in many, many cases. And I say many, many cases, there are a lot of variables there, but which in this video, I won't go down the road on all of those because it would take a lot of time. And there are a lot of legal uh, jargon things that we could uh, jumble over. Okay, lastly, let's talk about the appraisal condition. There is an appraisal condition if you mark that box and make it is condition upon appraisal. That makes it so that when you come into the contract, you're putting your $5,000 on the table for the earnest money. You are saying, hey, we are going to do a contingency for appraisal. And let's say it's the same three-week deadline and we're giving the lender enough time to order the appraisal and get the appraiser out there and get that appraisal back to the buyer or buyer's agent. Usually the buyer though sees it before the buyer's agent though. But getting that appraisal back quick enough so that everybody can see if that home appraises for the value of the purchase price that's in that contract. The condition with that contingency on appraisal is that if it does not appraise, for the value of the purchase price in that contract, then you as the buyer could cancel the contract prior to that appraisal deadline and not lose your earnest money. You can actually retain it back. And so let's let's take a little synopsis here. Let's say we we get the home under contract, we're at 480,000 and the appraisal comes back and it says 475,000. We know that's only $5,000 worth of difference. So the way we look at that is the appraised value did come in below the 480,000 that was on the purchase price. And now we could exercise the condition uh, or the contingency of the appraisal and cancel the contract. Now, 
if you're outside or after that financing and appraisal deadline, that earnest money is likely to be hard is what we call it in the industry. Or like I like to say, it's full concrete at that point. And so it's an interesting thing for me to kind of talk about earnest money in a way of concrete. So let's say you get this contract going and you offer your earnest money right now. It's like you just poured fresh concrete, very soft, very wet, doesn't even have a real good shape yet. And it just is sitting there as you progress towards due diligence and then after due diligence it really is firming up so your your earnest money is going harder and harder by these deadlines after due diligence it it firms up a lot and then after financing an appraisal deadline it is very very firm there are very few instances that you could leave the contract or cancel it after that and retain your earnest money a deep dive into earnest money with Brian Swan would be really, really cool because I think that he could enlighten us on some crazy aspects of contract law that would just be fun to talk about and would just create some interesting stories to, to chit chat about. So anyway, those are some contingencies that you can build into a contract. There are many, many more contingencies, but those are the three main ones that are always in there and they are talked about in contracts right now just a lot. So there are a ton of times that people will be interested in talking about due diligence, financing, and an appraisal contingency. Okay. Well, this has been a fun video. I hope you guys have learned something about contract law. We didn't really do a deep dive about it, but I really wanted to just highlight the three main contingencies that I see on every contract with a Repsy and make sure that you guys can understand it a little bit more, get educated, and ask your agent and say, hey, what contingencies do we have or what protections do we have? Are we waiving any of those? Do you anticipate we'll waive any? Do we need to be a little bit more competitive? Stuff like that. Okay, this has been a fun episode. Love you guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll see you next time, and we love you. Later.